We have made people's lives better. I would go as far as to say we have saved lives. We have enabled people that have fallen on hard times, either of their own making with regards to prison or simply through ill health or bereavement or redundancy. We have helped them recover and, and, and make a life, lives for themselves. The founder of Community Savings in Jersey is retiring after 25 years with the organisation, which has helped thousands of islanders get back on their feet after finding themselves struggling for many, many reasons, often through no fault of their own. Perhaps because of redundancy, bereavement, ill health or the breakdown of a relationship, islanders have been unable to open a bank account or they need some emergency funds. Brian Curtis came up with the idea after witnessing poverty around the world and recognising that it certainly existed in Jersey, albeit relatively. Since those early days, community savings has evolved significantly, but one thing that hasn't changed is the demand for its services. Brian joins me now to talk about the organisation's past, present and future. Brian, you're stepping down after 25 years at the helm of community savings. Can you just explain to me how you got involved? Yes. Um, firstly, it was I'd been travelling quite extensively my business and came across um, quite a number of people in various countries that were really poor. Um, and it made me wonder whether or not something that could be done in Jersey to ease the relative poverty in the island. Such a wealthy place, I felt it was bound to be a lot easier than in uh, most other jurisdictions. And did you did you come from a background of, of, of financial services? I'd been in banking for about 35 years, firstly on the mainland, and then I got transferred across here in 1967. So yes, my whole life's been in banking until uh, I um, went into community savings. I think it's important at this stage just to explain what community savings does uh, and how it's different from perhaps other lending services? Well, firstly, we're not a bank. Um, we hope to be able to be formed under credit union legislation, but the one that applied in, uh, in 1996, when it all started, hadn't been extended to Jersey, so we had to look at Jersey legislation to see how we could start something up, and there was none. Um, so it took us very nearly five years to design something that was acceptable to the authorities, and by the authorities I mean government and the what was then Financial Services Department, um, subsequently the Jersey Financial Services Commission. So it wasn't until December 2001 we actually got permission to open for business. So what do you do? What do we do? We are not a bank. Um, we're not allowed to call ourselves a bank and we don't bank in the normal uh, sense of the word, but we do provide certain services uh, that are akin to a, a bank services. We provide basic accounts. Um, you can't call them current accounts. There's no checkbooks. They're simply accounts which receive sums of money from members' employment or from Social Security, which is a large part of our, where we, payments are received from. Um, but we also provide additional services which we've designed specifically for the Jersey community. Uh, the first of these was uh, an emergency funding scheme where we provided loans or grants to people for small amounts of money, a few hundred 
pounds perhaps, but the few hundred pounds made all the difference to these people. Now, sometimes we did charge an, an interest uh, rate. It was a good discipline for, for one mm. um, thing, but, uh, but it wasn't a, a huge amount, absolute maximum of 1% a month, usually more like half percent and sometimes interest free. But when we looked at applications and could see that there was no point in giving this person a loan because they couldn't afford to repay it, then we would provide a grant or possibly half a grant in half a loan, again, from a discipline point of view in, in, in training. So that uh, scheme was, in fact, adopted by Social Security Department. At one stage, we hope maybe we could run it for them. So mm. the one they've got at the moment is mirrored on ours, which we started some years be before Social Security. In addition, we provide prepaid debit cards so that um, customers can only spend what they've already loaded onto their, their card, which is also a, a, a good uh, uh, discipline. But we also provide an advice and mentoring service because a lot of these um, customers, not all, but a lot of them don't really have a huge amount of financial acumen. So they need to, a very disciplined approach and they come into us and our, our customer services people go through their budget, <clears throat> decide wh where they can make savings, um, because we've had lots of instances where people have been totally unrealistic with the sort of spend that they, they have. Uh, and they can come in to see us as often as they want because they need ongoing help. It's mm. not just a question of doing all the budgeting, uh, income and expenditure. It's a question of having somebody available to them that if they've got an issue, we can resolve it at an early stage. Because the longer you leave these things, the worse it, it gets. And we saw that when the credit card situation arose a few back, years back, where you can get people coming in with, with debt of 10,000, 15,000, even one of 25,000 pounds. And totally unsustainable. They should never have been given that sort of credit in the first place. And hopefully, now it seems to be behind us, that sort of issue. But it's that sort of thing. People just not facing up to an issue that they might have. Alternatively, it, it can be caused by bereavement, perhaps, that the one that's left behind has never dealt with finance previously. It might be caused um, through redundancy or ill health, both physical uh, or mental. Um, so people just fall on hard times. They have issues. Whatever the issue, then we will try and resolve it. We also run now a prison rehabilitation program or are part of that program rather because we think everybody deserves a second chance and if people come out of Lemoy and are helped with a particular financial situation um, then there's less chance of them offending and we believe we've had a lot of success uh, in in that area because it mustn't be forgotten yes somebody has been in prison for whatever but they've also largely got a family outside of prison who are having to manage. Um, so we try and help help them. And, and uh, I'm just I'm wondering why people can't access a high street bank. Is it because of their credit rating? Is it because perhaps they don't have a fixed abode? Is it, is it a variety of reasons that people can't access your high street bank? Indeed, it is a variety of, of reasons. Now, our 
intention is that they come to people come to us we resolve their issues and those that are one-off issues we try and get them back back into ordinary banking and we are successful in doing so from time to time um, for example we've we've had about two and a half thousand people through our doors over the years but we've only currently got five or six hundred customers that's because they've been reintegrated in society there are those however who cannot be into be reintegrated into the banking system they just need permanent help and it might be that the banks will be willing to take them but we don't think and they don't think that it's the best move for them we don't want a lot of customers we want to get them back in the banking system but it doesn't always work like that and so just rolling back we were talking about 25 years ago and the challenges and it took five years to set up and you had uh, you had recognized a need perhaps while traveling that jersey needed something similar was your suspicions right jersey definitely needed a community savings um service oh unquestionably i mean it all started when when i went along to a united nations eradication of poverty initiative meeting called by um government one of the things we discussed was the setting up of a credit union type of of organization and i was charged together with um, members of the committee to decide whether it was really necessary that took about two weeks um, to decide that in the remaining part of the five years to actually get something set up which would deal with the situation and, and i'm just wondering in terms of some of the the highlights over the, the period you've, you've you've obviously made a material difference to people's lives can you say that the, the community savings really has helped islanders lives turn around for the for the good Oh, unquestionably. Uh, I mean, in some, it's sometimes it's been in relatively little, um, small ways. Um, they may have needed two hundred pounds, but they needed it desperately in order to resolve a situation. It may have been rent arrears. It could have been anything at all. And just resolving that small issue to us, a small issue, has changed people's lives. Others. Um, there was there's one that always sticks in my, in my mind. I sometimes get quite emotional about it. That um, I met this lady. Um, she probably about forty five, forty forty five. Very nice lady, and she did know that I was from community savings. She just wanted to talk to somebody, and she explained that she had terminal cancer. That. Her husband had to cut back on his workloads to look after her. She had two children that were at school. Hopefully, they were hoping to go to university. But because of the lack of funds, this was to this was to be her last Christmas altogether. But because of lack lack of funds, they couldn't even buy her um, children presents. Um, so I went back to the office and signed a check and sent it to her. Told her who I was, um, and they came in in the January. Um, it was quite an emotional meeting. I'm even getting emotional now. Mm. And the lady died three weeks later. I think it was. It's certainly the end of January. That mm. that's not really what was set up to do as such, or at least we were not set up to to do that. But that sort of thing um, really makes an impact on one. But generally speaking, you get people coming in in tears, um, 
or just generally upset, not knowing what way to turn and what they consider to be a really major problem to us, it isn't. It's easily resolved. And then they leave the, the office smiling, laughing, in one case, dancing out of the office because they've had them, their issue resolved. Some people don't come to us because they think it's too small for us to look at, but those are the easiest ones to resolve. Um, and frankly, in a place like Jersey, we shouldn't even have to deal with things like that. But people, a lot of people are very proud. They don't want to approach anybody. We had a, a, a session with customers, an independent appraisal of what we were, were doing. And there was one guy that told us, or told the interviewers, because there was nothing to do with community savings that were performing this assessment, um, that he had a drink problem, he had monetary problems connected with, uh, with, with that. His family consisted of a number of bankers and lawyers, his extended family. He said that they would be the last people he would speak to because he was too embarrassed. And he came to us and it took four, over four years to resolve and he said we even sorted out his drink problem um but probably that was indirect because we managed to sort out his financial problems which meant he didn't need the drink any anymore and it's these hidden stories i think which are important that there are lots of stories out there that we don't know about and part of our problem is getting access to people to encourage them to to come in and talk about it don't be embarrassed ordinary people were there to help there's nobody in our office whether they be volunteers or remunerated the staff that are there because they're he earning huge amounts of money it doesn't it mm. doesn't happen they're there to help and people just got to remember that i was just wondering on that how you interact with other services clearly someone comes to you perhaps with financial problems there may be other problems there may be addiction yeah. problems there may be health problems um, there may be work problems Presumably, community saves is, is is tapped into other services, and you can offer uh, either support yourself or, or or signpost people to other areas of support. We often signpost others. We'd like to keep our our fingers on the pulse, though. We've got a very good relationship, for example, with Citizens Advice Bureau. In fact, the CEO of, of Citizens Advice just been appointed to our board because of the, the synergy. At one, one stage, even we were going to move into the same premises, it, well, Piquet House, um, and we all know what happened happened there. That's a subject for another conversation. It's, <laughs> yes, uh, but it, it's, so we work closely. Citizens Advice is the obvious one, um, but there are plenty of others. And what our objective now, now we've got the re more resources, is to ensure that the whole of the third sector know what we do so that they can refer their clients to us. We don't want their clients because people are very jealous about their own, mm. own clients. All we want to do is to help that specific client with that specific financial problem that they may have. Um, so I think us, in our involvement within the third sector is actually extremely important and will become more so. Um, 25 years over that period, a quarter of a century, there's been a lot of 
changes in life. We've we've you, the, the the community savings bank has, has has lived through the recession. It's lived through COVID. It's and now it's it's it, we're entering a period of rising prices and and a higher inflation environment. How have you had to adapt? Has it been difficult to change to the uh, the, the, the the ebbs and flows of of of, of the market and and life in general? Yes, it has. I mean, COVID has been particularly difficult for for everybody, but never more so than some of our members. We were doing home deliveries of, of cash um, because there were a lot of us people just are housebound largely, or they had carers that were unable to uh, to assist at a sufficient degree. And some of the things that we saw on the house calls were very worrying. I've already mentioned about pride, but there are people um, that suffer in silence. Uh, the only advantage of that is that that some carers, now and this is something else we're trying to develop, will now come to us more readily saying this person has got this issue or that issue um, and they need financial help so it's not the individual necessarily that's coming to us but social workers in in the like which is a great development because they can be more objective uh, and we can do something about that too but generally it's it's been difficult as you say it's it's, it's changing environment has changed for the last 25 years it'll continue changing for the next 25 uh, years and we've just got to adapt to the needs of the day and or rather anticipate what those needs are going to be and that's what we're doing now because we haven't seen a huge uplift in our services because of the situations that are arising now but we know very well from from an historical point of view, that those people will be coming to us in the coming months when they when they just can't cope any anymore with inflation running at the level it is now. Do, do you think, um, reflecting on on your on your uh, your long tenure at the community savings, do you think that the the the, the gap between the haves and the have-nots in Jersey is growing? I think it is, but I think more importantly at the moment the haves can cope with what's thrown at them from an inflation rate of say 10% the have-nots can't cope with it so rather than the so that the gap is is widening in the capabilities of the population to cope what's being continually thrown at them whether it be inflation generally or rental prices or whatever it may may be I think it's there must be a lot out there which we haven't yet accessed which is a real disappointment uh, to me that must be tearing their hair out wondering how the blazes are they going to sort of cope next month or next year or come to us well, that was a, it's a poignant time to ask actually about the uh, your stepping down, obviously. But in terms of future plans for the community savings, how do you see it evolving in the future? Well, it just didn't stand down because I've, I've done twenty five years for the last eighteen months or, or two years. I've been trying to restructure so that it is set up well for the um, future. Um, we've got new directors uh, on our board now. Um, which I'm quite excited about, we're, we're staffed up. Now, that has been difficult because our finances have always been close to critical. 
I mean, how could a financial institution have financial problems? But that's been one of our most difficult areas. We've had to go out there and raise a lot of money. Then, um, because of various situations developing within the international community with, with finance, um, the, our regulation uh, is changed. In days gone by, the Jersey Financial Services Commission were fairly ambivalent about what we did. They accepted that we only dealt with local people, um, that we dealt in small sums of money. 70% of the money we receive comes from Social Security by way of benefits and the rest from wages in, in salaries. And therefore, our monitoring that was required was fairly low key. We had to follow all the general regulations of money laundering in the in the, in the like in financial dealing with financial crimes unit, um, but that was good enough. Now, more um, latterly, with the changes in the international from an international perspective, we've we are now treated somewhat differently, and I can quite understand that. But nevertheless, it is meant that our expenses have gone through the ceiling. Um, so whereas we may have had to raise £150,000 a year, we're now having to raise around £300,000 a, a, a year. Um, so it's not, it's not easy from that point of view. So, so just um, you, you understand the, the international context, but do you think that the authorities in Jersey, perhaps the JFC, JFC could, you get, could give you a little bit more latitude in order to, to bring your cost down? Well, speaking subjectively, yes, they certainly could. Speaking objectively, though, I can quite understand where they're, they're coming from in the dyes in any event cast now, so we've got to, to live with it. It's not because they're concerned about what we may be doing locally, I don't think. It's a question they are concerned how we may be perceived by the international community, for example, money value due to come over, I think 2023 now, um, and how they will view us, because I know they're look at, going to be looking at companies like us. So it's, it's difficult for me to really give my uh, heartfelt feelings, but I can understand where they're coming from. I do understand. And, and looking at, at what's just happened, you've just launched a new website, is that right? Yes, indeed. Well, that's, that actually comes on to also about donations because we were very fortunate uh, that, uh, it was actually, I think it's nearly, uh, certainly over two years ago, uh, we uh, went into partnership with Santander and they have supported us for, for nearly three years and hopefully for another three years after that. But as well as that, which was that the financial aspects were sort of made a difference to us, there were two other areas. Firstly, generally speaking, we know what we require to do in order to be more professional, but it's having the wherewithal, the money to do it. And one of those areas was our website and media generally. In addition to what Santander provided uh, to us from just a straightforward, here's the money, um, they also paid for um, our website to be redeveloped and to help us with um, certain other business development uh, projects. And that's something in the past, whilst we knew it was important, had to be kept on the back burner because we had other priorities. But also, 
we had been trying um, to get finance from the banks on and off for um, some years because we were doing business that was um, not commercially viable for them. Um, and I could never argue with them not wanting to take on certain types of account holder. No problem at all with, with that. And that's one of the reasons we were set up. But when we had to change um, ourselves from a regulatory perspective, the banks came on board and are now contributing for at least a three-year term a sum of money which is supposed to cover half of our core services. And I emphasize core services. It doesn't cover things like our prison rehabilitation or our emergency um, funding or even our education program that we've performed in the last, I don't know, dozen years, I suppose, in secondary schools um, to about three or 4,000 pupils over the years. But our core services, which are the most important, so whilst we still have to raise the same amount as we have done in the past, maybe £200,000 a year, the extra money that we've had to expend is now covered. Mm. And it's great to have them on, on board as well because it means they get to know us better too, which is what we want and can understand really what we're doing. And we can have this two-way business about, um, you know, if... Some, if they think that somebody would be more suitable with us, then by all means introduce them to us. When we think our customers are ready to be reintegrated back into the system, we introduce them to them. So it works, it works for us all, I think. Do, do you think enough islanders who need your services know about your services? No, certainly not. And that's, as I say, with the business development plans we've now laid, um, that's one of our principal objectives it's not as though we didn't know that we had that issue but again it's a question of financial priorities um, and we've had so many critical situations over over the years we've always had to concentrate on on that knowing full well that when time came we'd like to do this and this and this and this and i've got a long list um although it's getting shorter Oh, that's good to know. You're, you, as you say, you're, you're, you're stepping down for a variety of reasons, but also you've made sure that there is a, a strong board to, to replace you and uh, and, others. You, mm. and others. Are you going to are you going to miss it? Oh, um, I'm bound to. It's been that it's been my life for nearly twenty six years. Um, yeah, I'm bound to miss it. Um, I don't know. It's been a gradual. Yes, I'm going to miss it. I must be honest. Uh, and do you, and 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 um, will you be a return? Uh, will you be returning to the office just to uh, to keep a keep an eye on what's going on in uh, in your in your retirement? I don't think I'll be allowed. Um, I'm still. <laughs> I retire on the seventh of June, the day after my my birthday. But no, I will be keeping clear of the office. It would be totally unfair for me to uh, keep popping in, making the nuisance of myself. Last go, excuse me. Sorry, I'll, but I will. I will go in if I'm invited. No, that's which good a bit, to know. bit unlikely. Are you are you proud of, of 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 what you've achieved and what the community savings has achieved over the the last quarter of a century? I'm hesitating only because it's, it's so many people being involved. And yes, of course, I and we are proud of what we 
done. We were recognised in 2010 with the Queen's Award for Voluntary Service, which doesn't come to too many organisations. And that was great because everybody was um, involved. And yes, we have made people's lives better. I would go as far as to say we have saved lives. We have enabled people that have fallen on hard times, either of their own making with regards to um, uh, the prison or simply through ill health or bereavement or redundancy. We have helped them recover and, and, and make a life, lives for themselves. And the demand is still there. Certainly. Thanks to Brian Curtis for talking with me today and thank you for listening to the Bailiwick podcast. You can find the podcast on all the usual pod places and don't forget to like and share. The music at the beginning and end of this podcast is I Shift My Weight by Luno. Tune in next week for more. <laughs>